In the wake of what could be one of the payments industry's biggest card breaches, what concerns should card issuers and the financial industry be warning consumers about where ID theft and financial fraud are concerned? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Neil O'Farrell, Executive Director of the Identity Theft Council. Neil, before we get started, I'd like for you just to give our audience a little background about the breach. Of course, we've just found out about this breach, and so information is still a bit sketchy at this point. But what do you know about the breach and the resulting financial fraud? Well, from what we can tell so far, this could be a big breach, although no one's really saying too much so far. We are hearing reports that uh, as many as uh, 10 million cards could be involved, and we're also hearing that it may primarily be focused on commercial credit and debit cards as opposed to uh, consumer or personal cards, which may kind of sway the attack a little bit. What does this tell us about the lack of PCI compliance? Well, I I think it tells us what we've known all along about PCI. PCI is a great first step, but it's not not an absolute. It it really doesn't guarantee much except that your security is probably better than it was before PCI. But we know from these attacks and these attackers that there are so many vulnerabilities to to be exploited that PCI is absolutely no guarantee that you're going to be able to keep them out. Now, Neil, what should banking institutions be telling their customers now? I think the first thing they should do, and I'm always counseling this, get in ahead of it. Don't wait until, you know, a couple of days or a couple of weeks before you announce it because, you know, consumers are going to start reading about it already. Get out there in front of the story. Let them know exactly what the facts are that their cards are not affected, or if they are affected, what they can expect. And particularly, I think, start warning them about phishing and social engineering attempts. Because we know from previous attacks that even if a consumer's card is not affected by this breach, scammers will still use the story uh, to launch phishing scams and social engineering scams to trick consumers into, you know, with an email, for example, into responding in some way, believing that they were actually affected by it. And, Neil, that's a great point, and it's a nice segue to my next question, which is what actions should consumers be taking? Well, I, 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 always, see, I always try to find the positive in data breaches, and there's not, there's not an awful lot except that it keeps uh, the data breach response industry in, in business. It's a great learning tool. It's a great learning exercise. It's a great clarion call that uh, you're supposed to be vigilant and aware all the time. A data breach like this is a good reminder to um, uh, kick your awareness into high gear again, Check your statements, even, not, if you, even if you don't think you're affected by this breach. It's a good excuse to check your own statements, check your credit reports, and just be very, very aware of any emails or phone calls that you get in connection with this or any other breach that may ask you for information you really shouldn't be providing. Now, based on the sketchy details that we have at this point about this particular breach, what could you tell us about the warning signs and what should we be heeding well, for the consumer, the, probably the, uh, uh, the first uh, sign that they're going to te- detect is that uh, there's something unusual on that their, their card. There are payments or transactions that are not theirs. Unfortunately, most consumers only find those out uh, a little bit too late, at the end of the month, if they even bother checking their statement. Uh, as far as the uh, scams around it, if they start receiving emails from credit card companies or from any other organization in relation to the breach, asking them to click on anything or respond to anything, that's always a telltale sign that they're being played. No 
um, reputable financial institution will or should certainly be asking uh, uh, consumers to respond by providing any kind of information. If you receive anything other than an email warning you that it's happened and that further information will follow, I'd be very suspicious. If you also get a, a, an 800 number to call, I would say call the 800 number on the website of that financial institution first. Don't rely on any information that you're going to get um, from an email. As far as the uh, the credit card process, uh, processor is concerned, you know who knows what the early warning signs are. I mean, obviously the tra- transaction behavior is going to be the first thing that they will spot, and normally at that time it's far too late because in this hack it appears, uh, as with many hacks, it's an outsider taking advantage of poor administrative controls, particularly weak passwords. And so if you have administrative controls, you can um, hide your behavior for a lot longer than an external hack. And then in closing, Neil, I wanted to ask, what are the ID theft protections and concerns? I I think, I mean, the the most obvious, again, is the impact on consumer confidence and and small business confidence, too, if it turns out that these were primarily uh, commercial cards. I mean, every data breach, and we've had an average of one data breach every single day for the last five years, and that's just the reported breaches. Who knows how many more are either not reported or not detected? But every single breach, but and especially the massive, highly publicized ones, they erode consumer confidence. They make people wonder, well, if, if the biggest organizations can't hang on to their information, who can? And that, that just harms e-commerce and banking generally. But as, as I mentioned earlier, this is a great opportunity for uh, consumers to think more about their identity. Are they taking precautions? Are they monitoring their credit reports? Uh, and are they being careful about who they share their information with? The, the only good really to come out of this is that it's, it's just it's a wake-up call that you really do have a role to play in protecting your own identity, no matter what other people are doing. Neil, I want to thank you for your time today. Thank you. Always great to talk to you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Neil O'Farrell of the Identity Theft Council. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.